Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you expecting to have a good day? Then chances are you will. We're going to talk about expectations and how to manage them right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly. Listening to Polly Campbell simply said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about expectations because how we expect things to go often determines how they go and how we feel about it, right? Not just now, not just in the moment, but in the months and years to come. And This week, this is timely for me, which is probably one reason I'm bringing it to you because you know, I've shared with you before that I learn and work through a lot of things with you here on Simply Said. I bring the stuff I need to learn, right? And I really believe that the best way of working through this stuff is to talk it over together because I feel like if I'm having a challenge with it, you might be too. And I absolutely believe that if I can figure out and navigate this, Anybody can, right? Because we're all living the sitcom life where the most ridiculous things happen. But it's how we perceive those things and how we set up our expectations around them that really determine how well we'll live with them. I This show has never been about making all the bad stuff go away and living in a world with unicorns and rainbows and pizza that doesn't make you fat, right? But It is about becoming aware of how we're showing up in the world so that we can use that awareness to really create the experience we want. Expectations are a big part of that, Um, often unconsciously. So it's important to step back and take a look at them. How we view the world, what we notice, sets up our expectations. So a real basic example is every day since I've been alive, the sun has come up in the morning. We've had daylight, right? The, the earth rotates, the sun appears, and here we go. So I expect that tomorrow the sun's going to come up again. I expect that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I expect that I'm going to have a great time doing this podcast because every time I do this podcast, I have a good time. I learn something, and I, I like coming here and being here with you, okay? I expect that certain things are going to happen in my life. And when they're in my favor, 
when they're good, that feels good. And that's okay. But more often than not, we get stuck in this mindset where the expectations are negative. I expect to get a bad grade, or I'm not very good at math, so I don't expect to do well. Or I don't have the degree thereafter, so I don't expect to get a promotion. So what happens then when you apply for the promotion? What happens then if Every example in your life has been of marriages ending and you decide to get married. Do you expect your marriage to last or do you expect it to end? What happens if you go out uh, to a restaurant or a bar or a party and you don't expect that there are any good men or good women left? So do you expect to meet anyone? Now, we run into this all the time in our lives. If, if we go in to the doctor, do we expect good news or bad news? Or neutral? Can we be neutral in the world? How we view the world, what we notice sets up our expectations. When we expect good things to happen, we not only feel more positive, but we are more likely, research says, to find the good things. When we expect bad things to happen or things that are less desirable to us, often this happens unconsciously based on our beliefs, how we were raised, the education we have, where we live, the time, the era we're living in, right? A lot of our expectations have been changed and twisted the last few years with COVID, with the political strife, with inflation and those things. I never expected to live through a pandemic. Sure, we'd heard in the newspapers that it could happen, but it's not something that I thought about. I didn't expect it to happen to me, to us. I didn't expect writers to overrun the capital. Okay. In this country, that's not something I have seen or expected. I've been in other countries where it happened while I was there, but it's not something I expected here. So when those things came up and it was a negative surprise for me, well, that's a bounce, right? We, we feel a little destabilized. We feel a little uncertain. Now, a couple of things can happen in those moments. We can veer off into the land of negativity and pessimism, or we can stabilize and say, well, I didn't expect it, but I'm okay anyhow. I'm learning a new way. I'm adapting and thriving. Okay. How we view the circumstances of our lives influences the actions we take around our lives. So for example, if you find a lump, or if you hear that there's going to be layoffs at work, or that you might get COVID, some people are going to veer, I probably will, I get everything, I'm going to get sick, I'm sure I'll get COVID. And others of us are more like, oh, well, I need to do things to protect myself, I need to take some responsibility in this, I need to keep myself and my family safe. And I expect if I do that, it'll be okay. So then we are more likely to take on the positive behaviors that create more optimistic outcomes, more positive outcomes. You see how that works? In a very real way, our expectations can set up some self-fulfilling prophecies. They can change how we feel, and then that motivates how we act until we create a tangible outcome. Now, there's some new research around this that I find really interesting. And instead of looking at the outcomes we create, it looks at what happens when we get it wrong. What happens when we expect to lose the job? 
and we worry and worry worry and stew that we're going to lose a job and then we don't does that impact us researchers from the university of miami say how we process and deal with wrong expectations appears to predict the levels of anxiety and depression we experience as we go forward in life. We are always forming expectations, says the study author Aaron Heller. And whether our expectations are right or wrong, they become a signal that helps us adapt and learn. So when the expectations are right, they help us to form better expectations about outcomes in the future that may move us in a direction that creates that truth. When our expectations turn out to be wrong, we then tend to incorrectly expect negative outcomes the next time around. So what does this do? Well, this sets us up to feel stressed out, right? To this week, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm dealing with a work project and I, I was nervous about it. It's not coming easy to me. I'm learning a lot. I'm growing a lot, but I was stressed about it and I had to present it. And when I did that, that whole day, I expected it not to be well received. And that's unlike me. <laughs> I generally am pretty neutral, like, oh, we'll see. I don't, I don't know one way or the other. I'm going to do my best and, and get on with it. But on this particular day, I was really nervous about it. And I expected um, maybe self-protection, that it was going to go poorly. So I wasn't going to be surprised if it did. But guess what? I stewed about it. And then it went really well. It went great. I got a lot of positive feedback. I felt much more confident and uh, excited about it after I presented. But I spent a lot of the day feeling anxious and upset. And that kept me from being as productive, from being as patient, from really getting the work done that I needed to do in the day. And aside from that, I felt crappy. I don't want to feel anxious. That's I don't want to be ruminating and worrying and thinking and stewing about things that haven't even happened yet. In the past, psychologists have studied how our expectations, how our predictions about the future, about what might happen in five minutes or at Christmas or at Thanksgiving or during the birthday party or when I take the exam, how those expectations alter our moods and outlooks, right? But the new research goes further and identifies what happens after we experience those expectations, how it impacts our health in the future. In one experiment, researchers went to college students who were in a chemistry class and they evaluated them after four different exams. The students after each exam were asked to record what grade they expected to get. Now, often humans have this learning bias. We've talked about it here before, that it's optimism learning bias, where we expect to learn more from the good things that happen, the positive outcomes, the good grades, right? But in this research, those who were more positive ahead of the exam, who expected to do better, did appear to learn more when they did better than expected. When the more optimistic students did worse than they expected, they simply adjusted their expectations for the next time around, but they did not become significantly more positive or negative. They just kept going. So an optimistic student who overrated how well they thought they did on the text made those adjustments the next time around in their expectations and just 
move forward, right? They did not become more negative. But here's the interesting thing. Those students who consistently expected to get poorer grades than they did, those who approached it more consistently pessimistic over the course of semester, became more and more inaccurate in what they expected overall and how much they learned, okay? So those who were more pessimistic, they never did quite as bad as they expected. But here's the finding from this piece. They became more anxious and more depressed as they went on in life. So there's something about the expectations we hold and how we process anxiety and depression. Accurate expectations are always important in helping us manage our moods, right? I get that. Think about it. If you have a conversation coming up that you're feeling a little nervous about, maybe there's a conflict and, and you need to talk over some difficult things. And if you expect that to go poorly or to be negative or difficult, then you're likely to feel nervous all the way working up to that, you're likely to feel some anxiety, right? What happens often, I think, is we overblow that in our minds. We make the scary or hard things bigger than they actually are, and we spend a lot of time working through it and stewing it before the moment has even occurred. Think about it when you're waiting for test results and you're just sure something's wrong, right? Then we get the call and it's like, oh, no, things are fine. Things are fine. So what I'm interested in is how can we manage our expectations ahead of time? Because naturally we're going to have them. But how can we turn on to them and be conscious to them so we can manage them, so we can use them as an opportunity for growth, to adapt, to create this growth mindset, and really feel better in our lives. And we're going to talk about that when we come back to Polly Campbell Simply Said, right here on the best business network of Electricast. And we're back. I'm Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about expectations. How we notice the world, how we perceive the world, influences how we think about it. And it's really part of our survival mechanism. We have to be able to predict something so we know where to find food, how to stay safe, how to get the work, right? To expect that we can get a job, to expect the sun is going to come up each day, allows us to move forward. But what happens when we expect to fail? What happens when we expect the treatment won't work or when we expect that we'll be passed over by the promotion? Now, we all know people like this. We've all been like that at some point in our lives. This isn't about always expecting good things to happen or things to go our way, but it's about being accurate and fair to ourselves in how we do expect. Like, can we go into a Thanksgiving dinner not expecting drama, but expecting that we can cope and manage whatever comes and still have a good time? Can we apply for the job, the promotion, the entry to college, whatever it is, expecting that we will hold our own against the competition and have a fair chance at it? Can we go into those new situations expecting that even if we don't get the outcome we want, it's an opportunity to learn and grow and it won't throw us. It won't destroy us. Now, I do this a lot in writing. I was just talking to a friend about this because in writing, in this profession, there's a ton of rejection. 
you're only as good as your last job. So people I've been working with for years, I might send them my idea and for a story and they'll be like, yeah, that doesn't work for us this time. How do I see that? If I expect that I'll never publish again, I probably won't send out the next pitch. But if I recognize that that's just not an idea for them right now, I'm more agile and more confident in my ability to sell the next piece. I expect to sell a piece to a magazine article because I've worked hard to get to that place. Does that mean I always do it? No. But when I send it out, I don't panic anymore about that. See how that works? A lot of research over the years has proven the placebo effect and the influence of self-fulfilling prophecy. Both of them prove that our expectations affect outcomes. If we believe that a treatment or intervention or approach or interview, whatever it is, marriage will result in positive outcomes, it's more likely to result in positive outcomes. It's not 100%, but it does have some influence. And here's what I think is important about this. Not getting the outcome, but allowing us to be in the moment more successful, to feel better. If I believe that writing the story matters and I expect it to be well received by some readers, I'm going to have more fun and more confidence and more calm and peace working on the story right now. If I am doing the work and I expect it to fail, I'm going to be anxious the whole dang time. And that is not the way I want to live my life. What about you? So whatever outcomes may happen and may come, fine. That's a factor for sure. But I am more focused on how I feel right now. And finding ways to be optimistic is proven to create more positive outcomes. Because here's the thing. When we behave optimistically, we are more likely to do the things that help us be healthier and more successful. That doesn't mean you have to be born an optimist. None of us are. There's degrees of both of those things, and, and we're all on that spectrum somewhere. Some of us are more optimistic than others, but we all have a range of both, and that's useful. There are times when pessimism can be very adaptive and helpful to us. So this isn't about being happy all the time, but it's about recognizing that you can influence positive change and expecting that you can do that. And when you expect that outcome, then you're more likely to do the things unconsciously that make it happen. If you expect that you can do the things you wanted to do to lose weight, then you're more likely to eat healthier. Whereas if you have an expectation that losing weight is too hard for you and there's no way you can do it, it's going to be much, much harder to do the things that you need to do to lose the weight. We all fall on the scale. But today, I want us to simply start by looking at our thoughts. How can we become aware of our expectations and work with them to use them, both in the positive and the negative, to help us create the outcomes we want, to help us feel better now? And one of those ways is to become mindful. Take a pause. Get quiet. What are you thinking about this job? If you're sitting at the computer typing the project or, or writing the report or getting ready for the interview and you're feeling anxious, sit back and go to the root of that anxiety. Become mindful. What is it that's behind it? Is it because you feel like it won't go? Are you expecting that it won't go well? Is it because you're expecting that people 
want you to behave differently? Is it because you're expecting, because you're expecting that it's going to be a difficult conversation? Whatever it is, can you pause for a moment, sit down, fall into your body? And by that, I mean, become mindful as to how you're feeling in your skin, in the chair, what's around you? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? Use your senses to take a pause and become present to your environment and your body. And then become aware of your thoughts. Don't judge them. This is about noticing what's coming through. What is your expectation around this situation? And how is it helping or holding? Is it true? Byron Katie has some great uh, work and she calls it the work. And one of the questions she asks is, is it true? How do you know for sure? And none of us do, right? I've been caught up in, in expectations with friends and family members, and I'm sure they have with me too, because you get used to a, a person's tendencies and you get to know them, your mother, your father, and, and you know, y- you respond. I go home and I respond like I'm some 12-year-old again because I'm expecting my mom to behave a certain way. And probably in large part, she's expecting me to respond in a way. So there can be this inherent conflict and nothing's even happened yet. So when I'm walking into that situation now, I'm recognizing we're both older adults. We're both thinking differently. We've had different life experiences than I did when I lived at home the last time 30 years ago. And I'm going in with a beginner's mind. I'm trying to be open. And that always starts with me by becoming more mindful before I go. Rooting myself in my body and my senses and really connecting to what is now in this moment, not living from the expectations, not setting up behaviors based on what I think might happen, just responding to what is happening. And then that goes to the second point, beginner's mind. Go into it like you've never seen it before. Look at the familiar in a new way. Don't expect anything except an opportunity to learn. I will tell you what, in my writing, this is one of the most important things I've done in the last couple of years. Writing has become so fun again because I'm forgetting what I know. I'm going to every situation and saying, okay, what? how can I handle this? How can I write this? What's the story I want to tell? I'm doing all kinds of new writing that I never thought I would do because I'm just open to learning. Is it scary sometimes? Yes, but it's exhilarating too. I have no expectation for it. My only expectation with this new piece of work I'm working on is that I finish it. I don't know if I'll publish it. I don't know if people are going to love it or hate it. My only expectation is that I work on it until it's done. And that is a very freeing way to live because then I can approach everything with a beginner's mind, just this openness. I'm not the expert. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm learning. And uh, that that's a pretty fun place to be. And the third way to deal with these expectations that can help us or hurt us is, is examine them like Byron Katie suggests. Scrutinize these ideas. Can you take a look at the things you're expecting from the work, from the family, from the dinner, from the whatever? Can you take a look at your expectations around any given situation and scrutinize them? Is this true? Do I know for sure that this is going to be stressful or negative or conflictual? Do I know for sure that this is going to be awesome and change my life and be a bestseller and Neither one of those things we can know for sure, but that's freeing because we can go into these situations and the only expectation we need to hold is that we can be responsive and dynamic and agile and deal with whatever comes, right? 
We don't have to be thrown by it. We can be curious about it. And what that does is that frees us up ahead of time. We are not holding an expectation for something to go poorly. Therefore, we are not putting into motion those tendencies and moods and stresses that often create the very outcomes we don't want. For example, and this is something I really work hard here on because it's not my natural tendency. We will have a difficult conversation in our family about a relationship or about money or about things we want to do for the future or timing. Maybe we'll disagree about something. And I know we're going to sit down and talk about this. And I will expect my husband to behave in a certain way because I've been with the guy 25 years. So I think I know how he's going to react. And because I'm expecting him to react in a certain way, I come at it from a more conflictual side or a more stressed side or, or I'm trying to sell him on some idea or whatever it is because I'm expecting him to respond. That changes how I behave in the beginning. And this sets us both up for failure. I don't do that anymore. When I'm at my best and I catch myself consciously, I come to the situation saying, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to propose. Here's how I'm feeling or here's what I want to share. And I'm going to be open to whatever he says or whatever he needs. And if I can remain open to that and unbiased in that by catching myself ahead of time and be, by becoming real present to the situation, becoming moving into the now during that conversation, it almost always goes better than I expect. And here's what does happen we become closer because even if we don't agree, I'm more patient during the dialogue. I'm more open to what he's saying because I'm not editing him out or rolling my eyes because he's saying what I expected because I didn't have an expectation. This is a challenge for me. I've got to go back and edit those ideas before we sit down. But it has always resulted in a better outcome, something that I feel better about in my body, something that's healthier for our relationship. So, this is what I'm thinking about, right? And, and I think we are so used to living from this place of expectations, often what others expect from us. We think we know, well, they expect me to go to this college or expect me to marry this guy or make this amount of money. And I think we're getting it wrong. I think we're getting it wrong a lot of the time. And yet we go forward and make decisions based on things that haven't even happened yet. This is a stressful way to live. And now we know that it continues to be a stressful way to live long after the issue is resolved. So I don't want to do that anymore. This is what I'm exploring a little bit this year. This is what I'm writing about and learning. If you want to go deep with me into this topic off and on and other things, you can check out my column at polycampbell.substack.com. It's a great community. Come together. We talk over these ideas. Leave a comment or a like. Please review this podcast, Polly Campbell Simply Said, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps to bring more people to the show, but also share these ideas so we can communicate and develop a community around ways that will help us create lives we want to live, lives that are engaging and interesting and fun and relaxed. We don't have to stress out all the time. When we manage our expectations, we manage the way we see our lives in a new way, a positive way, and one that helps us manage our moods and really engage and do the things that bring us joy. And that's what 
this is all about. So join me on polycampbell.substack.com. Review the show. If you found some value here, share it with somebody who you think might be interested in thinking through these ideas. There isn't one way to live a great life. I think there are lots of things that we can learn about and try and practice and experiment with that can help us live the lives we want to live. And I think learning to manage our expectations and learning from them is one way that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.